1 Samuel chapter 8, beginning in the first verse. Now, here in this particular time, Samuel, who's been a judge over Israel, has ruled for a long time. He's grown old. The time of judges has just about come to an end. And that's what's going on in this particular set of scripture. Verse 1 of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 8 says, And it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second Abiah, and they were judges in Beersheba. And his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after lucre, and took bribes and perverted judgment. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them, according to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. Now, when I was younger, uh, well, we used to have several board games, probably have it at my house today, we had a game called Checkers. Uh, Y'all play checkers, right? I don't know what the checkerboard looks like. It's red and black squares on it. Got them little pieces, and you move them, and you try to jump your opponent, right? And, and if you make it to the other side of the board, what do you say? You say, king me, right? Now that piece can move in a different way, right? It can move in, in more directions. It can move backwards and forwards across the board. I, I was thinking about... How people today want to be the king of their own life. They will say, King me. Mm. King me. Mm -hmm. And let me make the decisions. And let, let me make the choices and rule. Now, the people here said, we, we, We've got uh, some bad boys of yours who are about to rule over us, and we don't want them. I want you to know that the boys was an excuse. It was an excuse that they might get a king to rule over them like the other people. The real reality is they had their own desires. God said plainly that this just didn't start in this moment. That it said, uh, since I brought them up out of Egypt, uh, they have turned away from me. They have forsaken me is what God said. Now that's a powerful word there. Uh, to forsake something means that you've turned away from it, that you don't let it rule in your life. He said, they've forsaken me, and they've served other gods. Now, I begin to think about that statement uh, that right there that God said to them. He said, this, this just didn't happen. It's been happening for a long time. And I thought, wow, how could a group of people who were led out of Egypt, uh, brought through a wilderness, uh, seen God provide manna from above, seen them overcome their enemies, uh, as Alex taught on this morning, one after the other, after the other. All these people that have all this history with God, how could they forsake Him? How could we forsake Him? 
Uh, now, now it, it, it's already uh, been said this morning, uh, probably better than I can preach it to, but, but I have two thoughts. I'm, I'm going to try to be short this morning. I want to just keep you long enough to get you the Word of God. How could people forsake God? Why don't you know the reason why I think people forsake God is they forget how great He is. Yeah, that's right. Because I want you to know this morning we serve a great big God. It's already been said. It's already been testified about. Uh, you, if you felt him in your heart this morning, you felt him. But I begin to think uh, just about some facts. I, I was reading some things the other day, and, and, and I begin to, to just, just look at these facts. You know, just from us, I'm going to give you just one example of how big God is. And, and, it, and we can all get a hold of this one. Because right now, if you go outside, you're going to feel its effects upon you. There's a giant ball of light hanging up in the sky there called the sun. Now, that sun is nearly 93 million miles from where we're at. 93 million miles. Hmm. Don't you think about that. That's a long ways away. It's hanging out there. Not only uh, it's out there, but, but I looked it up. It's 864,000 miles across in its diameter. If you were to cut 864,000 miles in diameter across the, the light, if you go out there and, and measure the square foot, it, it's shining 10,000 lumens. That, that would be like having 10,000 candles. Are, are y'all with me? If we put 10,000 candles in a square foot, y'all, like, we couldn't do that, could we? That's how much light that that sun is providing on this earth. Uh, a 100 watt light bulb uh, gives off about uh, 1,200 to 1,400, and that's if you're standing right up underneath it. Are y'all with me? This, this is something that God spoke into being. That's right. And when he spoke it into being, he didn't take and collect uh, different things to put it together. Uh, he didn't have to go to the store and get a switch and, and some wire and, and some bulbs. And he spoke and yeah. the things necessary uh, come together in that moment and the reactions in it begin to happen and it gave off light. Amen. That's what the Bible tells us. The yeah. book of Genesis. Yeah. He said, let there be light. Amen. And it was so that the light began to shine. Now, I want you to understand, this giant ball started burning then, and it hasn't quit burning uh, to this day. Amen. Now, I think I, I'm, this is, I just want you to go, one example. Just, just right. take, please take this one example Let's of go. how big God yeah. is. Yeah. He spoke it with a word. We can't turn a light on. And when we turn a light on, and it may come on, but there are probably going to be problems. That light's not going to shine forever, right? It's going to burn out. Something's going to happen. Yet he spoke into existence with one word. That's right. This giant ball. If we could drive our cars, if we made a road to the sun, that'd be, that'd be <laughs> an event. Uh, and you travel at 100 miles an hour. 100 miles an hour. It'd take you 106 years to get to the sun. Think about this. Wow. And God spoke it. <coughs> One word he spoke it. Yeah. Into me. He said, let there be light. And there it is. So, 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 so just think about that. That, that light, it's hanging right there, continually burning. Ephesians 3.20 is one of my favorite, favorite scriptures in the Bible. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask, think, or imagine, according to the power that worketh within yeah. us. Right. But I want you to hear this, this, this word. It's, it's been echoing in my mind the last, last few days. Now unto him who is 
able. If he is able to speak the sun into existence with a word, what is he able to do in your life? In my life. You know what I think they did? I think they forgot how big a great God they served. Uh I think they forgot that he spoke into existence not just one son, but many sons. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many light sources. They they estimate that there are like 250 million stars in our galaxy. Mm -hmm. 250 million stars. But they also believe that there are a hundred billion galaxies. Mm-hmm. So you put them numbers together, I don't even know what number that is. Multiply a hundred billion times 250 million and you'll get the light sources that God flipped on with a word. That's the God that we serve. Yeah. That Hey, listen, when you got down and said, hey Lord, I need just help with my finances. What do you think he said? He said, well, that's not a problem for me because yeah, I created everything. <laughs> or, or maybe say, oh, Lord, I'm hurting and I'm aching and I have all these physical problems. God says, you know, that's not really a problem for me because, see, I know how you're formed. I know every hair upon your head. I know where every cell is placed and what's beating and what's not beating. And I can take care of that yes. in a moment. They forgot how big a God it was that they served. <clears throat> that's what happened. When they said, we'll forsake you for another. Listen, I want you to know if you're struggling uh, with problems in your life, can I tell you, if you're struggling with things, have you turned from the Almighty God to other things? Have we sought after a different, uh, a thing that we think may be a better way than this God who is able to do all these things? Yes. That's good. Listen, you want to know how big God is? Listen, he speaks worlds into existence. He calms storms with a word. He levels cities and defeats armies without raising a sword. Listen, there's not an enemy that's been formed against you that can overcome you because of who he is. Listen, he, he opens blinded eyes and deaf ears. He causes those that cannot speak to utter. He causes the dead to rise again. This is the God that they forsook. This is the God that they forsook. The only way I can imagine that they possibly would forsake God would be to forget who He is. Well, how do you forget who God is? You replace Him. You replace Him. He said, wherewith they have forsaken me and, not or, not or, hear me, not or, and served other gods. Yeah. Here's the problem. Here's what the devil's going to do to you if you'll allow him. He's going to get your mind off God by putting something else in its place. Uh-huh. And, I, and I listen to me. You may think that, that what you're doing is harmless. You may think that these things that are in your life that consume you and pull you away from God are harmless. Can I tell you? That's exactly what he wants you to think. Mm-hmm. He gives these people an excuse. He, they said, listen, you've got to find us a king because these two that you've got before us ain't worth ruling over us. We've got to be like everybody else. I want you to know what happened. Compromise happened. That's right. I'm telling you what's killing the churches today, That's killing right, Christians. Right. It's taking people away from God. It's compromise. Amen. Amen. It's compromise. Yeah. 
When we give in to the will of the devil, when we give in to the lust of the flesh, when we give in to sin, what's happening is compromise. Right. We Listen, here's what you compromise. I want you to understand this. Here's what you compromise. You took whatever that was and said, I'll take this in compromise instead of what God has. That's right. Amen. So now the devil's got you distracted. He's got you distracted with this other thing. He's got you distracted with all these other all these other things. Can I tell you, if you follow the history of the kings, they said, King us. Give us a king. King me. Yeah. Let me be the ruler. That's right. That's what they were saying. That's right. That's really what they were saying. We're tired of listening to God. We want our own stuff. We want our own things. If you follow the history of the kings. Now here, I'm going to just give it to you real quickly so you ain't got to do Bible study. Here it comes real fast. We know who the first one was. His name was Saul. He was a great man in man's eyes. Huge stature, good looking, had everything going for him. He was smart and intelligent. He could eloquently speak. He was smart when it came to battle and war. He had everything going for him. Well, what happened to him? He sought after his own way. Matter of fact, he went into the Lord's temple and tried to do the things that the Levites were meant to do and the priests were meant to do. He went bad. That's what happened with the first king. Second king, you know who he was. That was King David. One that slew uh, Goliath with the, with the sling and the stone. And man, everybody loved him. They all sang about his praises. And for the most part, David's king was a good kingly reign. However, right, he had some problems. He had some stumbles. Remember what he saw when he was up on the rooftop and his eyes began to lust. And he said, well, I'll take that and see what God's got for me. He compromised. He compromised himself. He forever ruined his, both his testimony. And he forever ruined. God had to restore him, but his family relationships broke down. Because then the next king after that was King Solomon, who had all kinds of problems of his own. He had more wives than you know what to do with, more concubines than you could think to do with. He had all these other problems, and all he could seek out was wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. He had some good things. He had some good points. But was he a perfect king? Was he a king compared to God? Think about it. Was Saul a king compared to God? Was David a king compared to God? After those three, you know what happens? They're so bad at it that they split the one nation into two separate nations. Now we need two kings. Are y'all hearing me? This is what happens when you compromise. This is what happens when you compromise. You give up what God has got for you, and then you go take on the things of the world. And so after that time, there's about 40, about 40 kings listed in these two different kingdoms. Of these 40 kings, there are 30 that the Bible says did not, did not follow after God. As a matter of fact, one of the kings, the kingdom of Israel, never had a godly king. Never. Never. He did that which was right in his own eyes. He did not follow after God. He did not follow after David. He did not follow after Mike. He did that which was right in his own eyes. He compromised. And when compromise started, here it began to go down the chain. On the other side, uh, they had approximately ten kings. Ten of the forty who were decent kings. Of those ten, only six, no, 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 only four actually stayed true to God the whole time. So four out of 40. Are y'all with me? Four out of 40. Got a lot of math this morning. Don't, don't go to sleep on me. I won't, no more. I'll give you no more math. In other words, what happens when we compromise? We come short. When we compromise, we get all we got 
and none of what he's got. Now, I'm going to get down to the closest statement. You, you can go back and you can look, uh, you can turn uh, into the Chronicles of the Kings and you can read about them. You can read about Manasseh. Manasseh was a bad, bad man. Second Kings chapter 21, I won't read it all for you. He was a bad man. Caused his own children to pass through the fire. If you don't know what that's talking about, it's a sacrifice. That's right. His own children right. through the fire. The Bible tells us that Manasseh, he resurrected all the graven images and the high places that, that they had torn down. He brought them back. You know why compromise happened in his life? Compromise. Compromise is killing our churches. Amen. I want you to know there's only one reason that the Spirit doesn't flow. It's compromise. Mm -hmm. Because see, here's the reality. God will not. God will not. God will not. He says, he said to the, the, the church at Laodicea, what did he say? He said, I would rather you were hot or cold. That's because right. if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out. Yeah, the, the, right. I will almost, as vomit comes out. I know that's a gross way to say that's it. Right. But I want you to understand what that's God right. is trying to get across right. here. He says, I wish you were not for me. That's right. You hear me this morning? I'd rather you not be saved. That's right. I'm going to get real hard with you right here than to be a Christian who's sitting on the fence. That's right, brother. Ooh. That's right, brother. Brian. Why? Because compromise replaces God. Yes. That's what it does. It replaces God. God said, first commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Mm -hmm. Listen, why? Because he's a great God. Yeah. Listen, he deserves way, 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 way more than we can ever possibly give to him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's way bigger than we'll ever. Listen, when you really go home later on and let this message marinate on you like it's marinated on me for about two or three weeks that this message has been just kind of stirred and begin to think about who you're talking to when you bow down on your knees and you lift your voice to that one above yeah. and you begin to ask him for small things. You begin to ask him for little things. You think about for just a moment what the great God is above who's listening to you with, listen, listen, with tender ears. He's listening to you. you you'll get overwhelmed. You'll get so low you won't be able to speak because he is such a great, great God yes. that puts his affection upon you and I. Amen. Whew, that's a big thing this morning. <laughs> yeah. Listen, just let that marinate on you a little bit. That God made that sun. Come on. I got up this morning. Sun was shining. I walked out and I thought, thank you, Lord. Yeah. You turned that light on for me. Yeah. That I couldn't turn on. Bless you, you know what man's done? We put a few people on the moon. Sent a couple of robots to Mars. We can't even get to the edge of our solar system. And God says, that's not even the beginning of my creation. You ain't even close to my creation. We don't even know if there are other universes. Y'all with me? That's right. I told you all ago that there are, there are more stars than you could number. More stars than you can number. And that's within what we can see with our telescopes and our, our machinery. But we don't even know what's beyond that. I want to tell you this. Scientists have learned that our own galaxy is enlarging itself. 
Did y'all know that? Mm. In other words, God's creation is still going on. That's who you talked to this morning. That's who visited with you and I. When you felt that spirit just sweep by your way, that was his spirit that come your way. When you was low and didn't have nobody else and didn't know how you was ever going to feel happy again and peace just swept over across you, that was him that come by your way. Yes. When you felt like you'd never have joy again and all of a sudden you feel yourself lifted back up on your feet, that was that God, that same one that created the heavens above and this earth below. That was him that lifted you up. Yeah. That's who you serve. But when you bring compromise into your life, you're replacing him with something that is much, much right. less this morning. That's right. Who is king of your life? Mm. Is it King me? Or is it King Jesus? Or have we compromised? You can't have a little bit here. You can't, can't just have him on the weekend visitation. Come on now. He's got to be king all the time. That's right. Listen, that's really what he's after. That's he's right. after all of you. That's right. And if you're withholding from him, can I tell you, he's not king of your life. You're the king of your life. And all you're going to get is yours. Now, here's, here's the thing. God wants to bless his people. I, I believe this fully 100%. I'm not saying you won't have trials and tribulations. He said you would. But, but he wants to bless you in a mighty way. He wants to carry you through things right. in a mighty way. I, I promise you, if you if you'll give to him, you won't outgive what he gives to you. But but when we say, I want to make the decisions, can I tell you, all you're going to get is what you get. Mm -hmm. I heard somebody talk about uh, preach on tithing one time. And this is what they said. They said 90%, that's what I got, plus God is greater than 100% of me. Mm. Let me say that again. That's good. 90% plus God is greater than the 100% that I got. What do you say? When you give God the 10% that is already His, He will come in your life and be 100% God in your life. So 100% of God and 90% of you is way greater than just 100% of you. Amen. I said that wasn't going to be any more math. I'm sorry. That just came out of nowhere. It's time that we let God be God. And hand him back the keys. Let him take control of our life. And let's go where he tells us Amen. to go. And let's step where he says step. Amen. Matthew 16, verses 24 and 25. Last scripture I'll read to you. He says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life, you try to save it on your own, you'll lose it. And whoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Amen. He is 100% God. And he'll be 100% God in your life if you'll give him control. We can't compromise with him. We made, we made all the deals we, we, we need to make. It's time we just say, you know what? You're God. And I'm not. I love the fact that he told Moses, he said, my name is I am. What else are you going to say about it? He, he just is. He, he is. He says, I, I am. Well, if he is I am, you know what that makes you and me, right? I am not. He's I am. 
to him. I am not. But when you get to know God, you can be I am not, but you can know I am. Amen. Are y'all with me? Amen. I am not, but I know I am. What does that mean? That means he's living out of you, not you living out of you. That's what he desires this morning. He's a great big God, and he's the God that will solve your problems. He might not take you out of them, but he will carry you through them. Amen. Sometimes we ask God, just remove us out of this situation, and sometimes he does. And sometimes he strengthens us so that we can walk through it and come out the other side. I'm thankful for the times that he intervened in my life and took me out of situations I didn't need to be in. I believe there have been many times in my life where he prevented me from going through things that I, I really didn't have no business in being in. But I'm also thankful that there are times that he took me by the hand or he picked me up in his loving arms and he carried me through times that I couldn't get through. Because you see, here's the difference is I know how big God is because he's carried me through. That's what he's carried you through. You've been through things. You've been through hard times in life and you thought, I can't go through this. He carried you through. Why? Because he's a great big God who yes. loves you. Amen. Alex, come get a verse of song. I'll let you pick it out. Come pick out a song. Y'all stand with us all in the house. We're going to have a time, of, a time of prayer. You feel the need to come pray. We want you to come pray. Pick out a song and tell us a number. While he's looking for a song, if you got